Welcome to this week's Century of Comics. I'm Alex Ashback. And I've been putting out fires with gasoline. I don't I don't think that's the recommended way. Yeah, well, the Starman does it, so I'm it it's good enough for me. Who's the Starman? Uh David is his first name. Jesus Ben David. <laughs> yep, yep. That's his uh legal first name. Uh Mr. Bowie, if you're nasty, bro. Oh, uh, okay. Uh, of course, you're talking about. Uh, I know I own another Bowie, but I couldn't, couldn't think of a good joke in time, so I'm just going to tap out right here. Anyways, who cares? Let's get into the show. He's the funkiest motherfucker in town. Have you listened to the song "Fame"? Because uh, good guy. I've listened to the song "No Fame" by Jeff Rosenstock, retitled "Pick It Up" on the album "Scott Dreams." Uh, you're that's a reach, my friend. That is a big reach. Uh, but let's, uh, before we get into our news, um, Alex, what is new with you in your life and your house and your windows and your oh, house? Oh, you're talking about how my house was destroyed, uh, <laughs> in a hailstorm. Uh, and I, I think it was my fault because I listened to mother nature's son by the Beatles earlier in that day. Uh, oh, uh, and so I, I think I was just taunting, uh, fate by doing that. And like, how dare you play this gentleman's song? You want to listen to Paul songs, the only Paul song. So really, it was my fault. Is Mother Nature's Son not a Paul song? It was written by John. Uh, but Paul sings it, right? I think Paul sings it as well. I, I also, I listen to the cover version of a lot of it as well, which is also, again, probably my fault. Cause like, why are you listening to a cover version of the Beatles song when you, when you have the Beatles song on your phone? I'm going to say it's a Paul song sung by Paul. Uh, that's my final final answer. Uh, I'm, I'm calling you a dirty liar and a, and a non-Beatles knower, but we're getting the answer right here as we talk. Quick, favorite Beatles song? Um, obviously, it's uh, Rocky Raccoon because it is ridiculous. No, Rocky Raccoon sucks, even though that's not I true. love Rocky Raccoon, yeah. Rocky Raccoon's incredible. Um, my favorite Beatles song? Shit, I couldn't fucking tell you. What's your favorite Beatles song? Uh, I know my answer should be Oh Bloody, since it's a ska song, and references Desmond Decker, and it is an incredible song. I should probably also say Helter Skelter, since it is very proto-punk as well, too. But my real answer is back in the USSR. I just love that song. I love your blues because it is one of the most hardcore. And I also am a big twist and shout guy just because Lennon threw out his fucking voice, giving it his fucking all. And that song just fucking rips. I love twist and shout. I'll say I was 100% wrong about Mother Nature's Son. It is a Paul song. You're right about that. But apparently... John hated the song. Apparently, John hated a lot of Beatles songs. I think he hated a lot of the things that Paul did. Yeah. Although, <laughs> this is way off topic. We're way off base. Have you seen the trailer for uh, Get Back, the documentary about the Beatles coming out by Peter Jackson? Uh, yes. It's just, about, it's just about the recording of Let It Be. It's not about the Beatles themselves. Not about like their entire career. But it looks fantastic. I can't yeah, wait. it's going to be nuts. It'll yeah. be great. Yeah. Anyways, what kind of podcast is this? A Beatles podcast? Uh, is, this, is, so. this, is this my dad's oldie station about podcast? David Bowie and the Beatles. Uh, I almost had a Rolling Stones line to open the show instead, but here we are. Uh, let's move into comics. I guess I'm talking about my favorite thing. Oh no, we were talking about your house. What happened to your house? Oh yeah. Um, you know, some hail came in through some windows, smashed them up, destroyed my kids' windows, destroyed my car, totaled it out, destroyed my garage door, my gutters, my roof. You know. All normal, everyday stuff. 
So what did Alex do? He bought a Tesla. It's true. It's true. I did. Like the billionaire sycophant that Alex Eshbeck is. Yes. Yes. I am both of those things. <laughs> Less so a billionaire and more so a sycophant. <laughs> That's true. I'll give you that. Uh, Alex, have you been watching any trailers recently? Oh, no. I don't believe in trailers. I gave them up for Lint. Uh, like, I mean, with the, the hail damage that you just suffered, I would assume you would not want to be living in a trailer right now. But I was referring more to uh, a Jeff Lemire trailer that we got uh, in the form of Sweet Tooth. Yeah, and there was no candy to be seen. This was the most disappointing Willy Wonka single that I've <laughs> ever heard of. Oh, man. If you are going to watch this Sweet Tooth series, get ready to get destroyed emotionally. Although, <coughs> sorry. The, the trailer felt very whimsical, which is not Sweet Tooth at all. No. If that's what you took away from this, uh, then, my friend, you are sadly mistaken. The trailer's incredible. Uh, the effects are absolutely gorgeous. Uh, Sweet Tooth is about a little boy uh, who is um, got the face of a deer. And he's, and he's got, got the face. Deer. Yeah, the antler of a deer. Yeah. The face of, everything else about him is human. Yeah. Yeah, yeah but there's a... Especially uh, his poor education. That's very American. <laughs> Even though it's set in Canada. Is it really set in Canada? Jeff Lemire's Canadian. I guarantee this is Canadian. I guess because Jeopard is a hockey player, so that makes sense. And those only exist in Canada. Yeah. No, but <laughs> I thought hockey players I thought his home was in Nebraska, his original home. I could be wrong, though. You could be wrong because you are wrong, but that's fine. We've we've proven today already once that I know everything and Alex knows nothing, like Jon Snow. All true. Uh, which, by the way, we'll have to talk about something else in a second. Uh, but we got a trailer for it. What do you think of the trailer? I enjoyed it. Like I said, like I don't feel like it matched the tone of the comics, but I still it looked good. I'm just looking forward to it. I thought the cast looked strong as well too. I thought there was a sad undertone to the music playing. I don't know. You should you should rewatch it. I think that the music's kind of like somber in a way, especially towards the end, like kind of letting you know, like oh by the way, this is gonna be, it's gonna be something. But I I see what you're going for. I see what you mean. I know how you would get that impression. You're an idiot, and you're wrong. Yeah, that's probably it. It's because I'm an idiot. <laughs> I started calling my dogs an idiot, and my yeah. girlfriend is so pissed at me. Why? All, all dogs are idiots. Like <laughs> they eat their own shit. Both of my dogs eat their own shit. Lassie set the bar, and it was downhill for every other dog after that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's a reason why Timmy had to blow a hole in Lassie's head. Yeah, uh, there's a reason why Old Yeller oh, uh, oh, tried. Old Yeller, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh God. Um, we have some casting news in the DC universe. Uh, Guy Gardner has been cast uh, by Finn Whitrock. Yeah. Thoughts? Uh, I like him in American Horror Story, even though the show gets terrible after three episodes every season. Uh, but I thought he's, I thought he performs well. He's a standout usually each season. Uh, I'm curious if he's going to be red haired like he's in the comic or is more examples of DC's red headed erasure that they continue. <laughs> I thought the casting choice was. Interesting. Uh, well, I'm, I'm not. Guy's usually like a hothead and like a jerk, so like I, I, I can see Finn fitting that role. That was that was my view. He's not the typical person I would have picked. I I also was thinking, you know, why don't we get you know the fucking prince that just came over here? He just he's in need of money yeah. right now. He just got a, an Oprah interview. 
Get Prince yeah. Harry in this role. Yeah, perfect. Let's see what he does yeah. with the role of yes. American Guy Gardner. Yeah, Megan's like, I've been in suits. I, I can coach you through this. She knows. Uh, but is and then there's rumors that they're casting for Alan Scott as well. <laughs> Pardon me. Um, who was the first Green Lantern? I wish they were um, casting for Alan Carr instead. Be <laughs> a much different, probably better show. I part of me is Alan excited. Alan Carr was Guy Gardner. Can you just imagine? Just imagine. Yeah, uh, I think that would probably be the most talked about show of the year. Uh, <laughs> but I do think I'm excited because we're probably getting like some real news about like one of the HBO Max like DC TV yes, series, absolutely. which we have not gotten at all. Uh, aside, from, aside from stuff that was already on the DC Finn, universe, Finn Wittrock is a is a pretty big name, and I will I will mirror your sentiments that in American Horror Story, which I've seen him in, he does a fantastic job. He is a scene stealer. Uh, and although I was kind of hoping, I understand why Hal not leading this series, uh, because Hal they'll probably hit him for the movies. Uh, but I was hoping for John Stewart personally, and that may still come. I'd, li- I'd like to see Kyle Rayner as well. Kyle is my favorite Green Lantern. Uh. And I could, but his name's fucking Kyle, dude. It's true. I, I could take or leave Simon and Jessica, the other two Earth Green Lanterns. Uh, but I am I like Guy a lot, so I'm happy to see Guy Gardner get uh, a what I assume will be a heavy amount of screen time. Oh, probably, probably a very heavy amount of screen time. Because it's about the Green Lantern corpse. It's not about Green Lantern, right? Correct. Okay. Uh, but Alan and uh, Guy are both Earth Green Lanterns. Definitely. Sector ten sixteen. Right. Um, we we have seen the Ms. Marvel costume officially now. Yeah, I thought it looked really good. It looks great. Yeah, I I loved it. No complaints yeah. at all. I mean, how can you have a complaint about a fucking yeah? Picture? But from a, yeah, a still image, I, I thought it looked really good. I uh, mean, if you are paying attention to whatever's happening in in Billie Eilish's world, people are upset that she is wearing clothes that aren't baggy now. Is that a real thing? That's a very real thing. I could not. Name a single Billie Eilish song. I could name all 12 of them from her last record because it is phenomenal. Well, Do you not listen to that record at all? No. Why? You should check it out. No, I will it's not. Really good. My Here's what it's I... It's really good. No. It's it, really, no. really good. Here's what people told me. But this is all you know. This is, even though it was, it was like two opinions, it was like Billie Eilish is modern emo for, for, for teen girls. And as soon as they said emo, I was out. Because That's the not only... The only email I that, like Paste Magazine, like fuck off, Paste. I would never listen to Paste Magazine. It was actually the Wall Street Journal. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like something that they would put. It was actually an article written by uh, not Rupert, but Landon Murdoch. Was- <laughs> Landon Murdoch. Speaking of casting news, uh, Alexander Skarsgård and Adrian Brody have joined season three of Succession. Uh, so that's that's really big news. I mean, not for this show, but it is. It is, yeah. yeah. It is very big news. It's yeah. kind of exciting news. I don't watch Succession, but I'm going to. You should. It is an amazing TV yeah, series. I I am very excited to see it at some point. Um, let's see. Before I say this next bit, because that kind of leads into the rest of this. Uh, there's something that popped up today. I don't know if you even heard about this. Lady Killer has been... I saw that, yeah. Picked up by uh, Netflix. The yeah. Dark Horse comic book by Joel Jones. Starring, oh, I can't remember her name. Blake but... Lively. And written by Diablo Cody of Juno fame. Then I was thinking of something else. There's another female lead comic book series that got picked up today with a female lead named uh, Red Sonia. 
uh, from the Cody universe. Oh, I, uh, see I can't remember the actress name. You might know her, but it's uh, you, you know her, but you might know her name. It's the actress that played Ghost in Ant Man and the Wasp. Uh, Hannah something something. Oh yeah, uh, Hannah John Kamen. Yes, that's, thank that's, you. That's who it is. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. So I was excited about both those things. Even though there's a good chance that the Red Sonja film will be terrible. Oh, it's uh, going to be a film. Yikes. Uh, but I'm, I'm all on board. It, it could be great. I like her a lot. Uh, and for Lady Killer, uh, I'm not a big Blake Lively fan. I have nothing against her, but like, I've not seen her anything where I'm like, aside from Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants, I've not seen anything in her that I'm like, wow, she is, she is a great talent. She could be. She just, he doesn't, uh, she doesn't make stuff that's usually in my wheelhouse or my purview. Did you watch A Simple Favor? No. It was good. It was very, it was very enjoyable. It wasn't very good. Sure. It was very enjoyable. Um, but I'm excited for Lady Killer the show, even though the comic book run was disappointingly short. Yeah. I know. I feel you. Um, we're, there's obviously some really, really big stuff we're about to talk about. Uh, but as we get into that, Morbius has been delayed for a fifth time. Has it really? Yep. Uh, cool. Yep. Uh, January 2022 now is Morbius. Uh, but check this fact, Alex. This is going to get your jollies off. Starting in July, 11 big budget comic book movies in 11 months. Okay. So we're going to have The Eternals. We're going to have the... Spider-Man Far From Home. Or Spider-Man Home, No Place no Like Home. Home. Okay. Uh and then we're going to have the you Flash to movie. in order? Because that's wrong. Already. Okay. Go ahead. Okay. July 2021. Black Widow. Okay. August 2021. Suicide Squad. September. Shang-Chi. Uh, also September Venom. November Eternals. December Spider-Man. December The King's Man. January Morbius. March uh, Doctor Strange. Uh, also March the Batman, and then in May we'll have Thor: Love and Thunder. And All that rounds out our eleven flicks in eleven months, and then two months after that you've got a whole bunch more coming out. All from that entire Including list, Flash, those Flash. eleven films that you're telling me that just DC is killing it. <laughs> uh, out of all of that, DC has one mm-hmm. film in the next eleven. I'm months. kind of bummed out that Morbius got moved from its October slot. Uh, even though like I'm not super looking forward to that film or anything at all. Which one? Morbius. Uh, I thought oh, yeah. I thought it would work better in October. Yeah, and I'm probably more receptive to it around that as well. Same. Should right. I could have done 13 and 13 because then in July we've got Wakanda Forever. Uh, we've got Black Adam. Uh, that then w- let's let's start talking about this because Marvel just dropped the biggest yeah uh, hype trailer for, of all time. Yep. They dropped their Phase 4 announcement where they announced uh, Wakanda Forever. Uh, they announced The Marvels. Uh, they officially announced uh, Guardians Volume 3. Uh, they named Ant-Man's Quantumania, which we already, I think. Yeah, we did. Uh, we knew that, yeah. Uh, but we didn't know about Black Panther or The Marvels. Yeah. And The Marvels will be, I think this is arguably the biggest news of them all, uh, is going to also co-star uh, Ms. Marvel and Monica Rambeau yes. being there. Yeah. Uh, which is exciting. I, I like the titles for all those. I'm not emotionally ready for Black Panther 2 yet at this point. Uh, 
Well, my friend, you've got a year and I guarantee months. you that first trailer will destroy me when I see it. Sexually? No, I'm way past that point. <laughs> That's like uh, the 15th stage of grief. Yes. Sexual and, frustration. Yes. And I'm on stage 23 I'm listening like, to Scott music. <laughs> oh, God. That's like your permanent state, though, so I don't know about it. I know. It's fantastic. Yeah, but how do you feel about being back to a real sense of normalcy and not only that i will not be there until so many movies. until i'm in our hollywood theater with me and four other people at a two o'clock showing oh my god uh as i eat stale popcorn uh so th- that's when i'll feel normal again my butt is so ready for all that excitement i'm fucking pumped yeah it, it, i know that like we are both vaccinated and i watch numbers i mean every day but and like we, you just like watch numbers on your phone. Yeah, I do. I just I, I send a number counter goes up. I started at zero and went up from there. Uh, but I think kind of fortunately at this point, there's been nothing that I've really wanted to see in theaters released. Uh, like I know HBO Max is doing the simultaneous release stuff, but like I can see Godzilla King Kong at home. I can see Mortal Kombat at home. Uh, but Black Widow, I will need to see in the theater. So hopefully, numbers yep. will be even farther down then, and I can't wait. Uh, yeah, dude, July, I, I want to be in a movie theater watching that film. Yeah. That's my fucking plan. Yeah. I'm vaxxed. I'll wear a mask if I have to. Yeah. I don't, I mean, I'll go at two o'clock in the afternoon yeah. when nobody's there. I don't yeah. give a shit. I have no problem. Um, let's briefly talk about um, the finale for Falcon Winter Soldier. What are your thoughts, feelings, emotions? I know some people, I'm just going to jump to the end. But like that's where you really have to jump with this. Uh, we're kind of like upset, at least in the circles that I look at the internet, the fact that like there was that big speech by Falcon or now Captain America uh, at the end. Bury the fucking lead. Uh, but like I feel like that very much uh, works for for what kind of show it was. Like it was very much like an eighties like buddy cop thing. I feel like that plays in to what it was, and I, I like the speech, and I like that he's now the new Captain America. Yeah, I I really do too. Um, I'm fucking pumped for it. The whole season, especially the second half of the season, I feel like was really leading to uh, Anthony Mackie taking over that fucking role of of Captain America, and seeing him in that like white suit was a big moment for me. I felt very happy. I thought it had. I thought the ending for the three male leads. People but, didn't like those his speech. Yeah, some people didn't, but they're probably just racist. Uh, it's easy to say that now. Yeah, it is. Uh, <laughs> you don't like what I like. You're a racist. Well, I mean, if you don't like about a black man speaking about the racial problems in the U.S. and the history of it, then yeah, you're, you're probably a racist if that bothers you. Are you uh, sure about that, though? Uh, yeah, I'm 100 sure about that. I'm gonna uh, side with you on this one. I think you're right. Uh, I do think that, like, you know, not a lot of people may have interpreted it this way. I feel like it was a really tragic ending for the three male leads. Um. Well, Baron Zemo, absolutely. Not counting Baron, sorry. I was talking about... <laughs> no, Baron Zemo was, was the one person that got a win. He had his butler murder super soldiers while he was in jail. Uh, sitting cozy, <laughs> so reading books. Actually, I could be sitting cozy reading books. Uh, but for John, he has no idea what he's getting into in his new role as U.S. agent or what he signed up for. He was excited. He liked the new costume, but he doesn't know what entails siding with uh, Elaine from Seinfeld. Uh, <laughs> You mean the vice president? Yeah. Uh, Bucky, I know, like, there's a sense of, like, closure. Like, he had to do it to move on. But just telling his friend that, like, he murdered his son, like, is an incredibly tragic, sad moment as well. Uh, 
And while Sam, like, Sam wasn't as tragic in the sense, but it was emotionally heavy, him taking Isaiah and his son to the museum to see the new display of Isaiah and the statue, which I love that moment. That's probably my favorite moment in the entire series. Samuel Tarly? Yeah. I don't, uh, I don't remember that moment in The Hobbit. Uh, taking, taking Isaiah to see this the new muse- the statue of him and the Captain America display in, in the Smithsonian. I thought that was a really, like, it was still super heavy. And I felt like Marvel, like, we cannot end on such three heavy moments back to back to back. Let's have a boat party in Louisiana. And that's how we're going to cut the series. But I did like the closing title, the closing title credits of it saying the Captain America and the Winter Soldier. And we're getting, another, we're getting a film from them as well, which is exciting. You said you didn't like that? Or you no, didn't? I did like that. I loved that. That was perfect. And then almost immediately after saying, Cap 4 coming. Yeah. 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 Great. Yeah. Great stuff. I mean, yeah, I can't wait. I'm excited to see what... The, and uh, Sharon Carter being the power broker, I kind of saw coming uh, anyways. Is, uh, that, is that going to be a Scrolls thing? I, it could be. Part of me kind of hopes it wants to be that way. Because like, I hate the idea that she's tainting Peggy Carter's legacy. Uh, I really enjoy Peggy Carter. I thought Agent Carter was a really fun show. And... So I've grown attached to that character. More like Agent Charter. <laughs> you should write for Cracked Magazine. <laughs> yeah, Mad's not around anymore, sadly. Is it really gone? I think it just ended. Wow. Like a few months ago. I don't know why that, that bums me out, even though I probably bought like five issues of Mad in my entire <laughs> life. Uh, I think I've read, read about a dozen Mad yeah. magazines in my time. Anyway, so yeah. Uh, I hate I hate that we have to wait. Until June 7th for Loki, which is like a month away, but I still hate the wait. I become accustomed to having my weekly Marvel fix. We had to wait. A, oh, no, we actually really didn't have to wait a few weeks for this one, did we? It was like no. the next fucking week. Yeah. They did the assembled documentary and then Falcon Winter Soldier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Holy shit. I mean, who gives a shit? We're getting, we're getting something else in a month, and then a month after that, before it's and, even over, we're getting fucking, uh, for 13 straight months... A brand new comic book. And to be fair, we are we have some great content in between that we're talking about today and we'll be talking about in future episodes as well, too, before yeah. Loki comes out. What are we talking about today, even so, though we're an hour into this episode? Uh, May 4th, as people know, is Star Wars Day. May the 4th be with you. Uh, so You can't talk to me and my family like that. Which we're, So we're going to be talking about The Force Awakens from its nap, the Star Wars Simpsons crossover. <laughs> Did you watch that? I did. Yeah, I've watched it twice already. Was it? Oh, you watched it twice. Yeah. It was that good. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. Uh, it's only three minutes long. Oh, it's uh, really three yeah, minutes. it's super short. But like, there's, I mean, there's appearances from Ahsoka Tano, uh, from R two D two, from BB eight. There's many. Uh, I can't remember. I, no, don't you dare. <laughs> uh, I'm like yeah, Chewbacca's race. Wookiees? Wookiees, thank you, oh yes. Oh, my God. There's a pair from a baby Wookiee in there. Uh, there's a miniature Darth Maul. Uh, I love that I haven't seen it yet, and you've already ruined basically the whole thing. They're just characters that are in it. Uh, and what's his name from episodes one through three, I want to say? Jar Jar? No, maybe it's episode one. But the oh big God. droid that uses lightsabers from the... Uh, General Grievous? Yes. Uh, there's a General Grievous like parody, but uh, it's not like over... over Overt or anything. But yes, watch that. I enjoyed that. And applause to Disney Plus. Because that was surprise content. We know that was coming. Like, oh, by the way, it's May the 4th. We're going to drop a surprise Star Wars Disney crossover. Or Star Wars Simpsons crossover. That's smart. It's it's very smart. 
and it only being three minutes is kind of yeah. Funny. I'll go watch that probably tonight. But speaking of Star Wars, we're actually going to be talking about the first episode of Star Wars: The Bad Batch on Disney Plus. And that's our time for the show, everybody. Uh, thanks for joining us. Come back next week where we talk about uh, what are we talking about next week? Modok on no, Hulu. You're wrong there. Oh no, that's two uh, two yeah. episodes from now. Next yeah. week we were talking about something different. Yes, we are. But we'll get to that later. Uh, so I'm watching a whole Netflix show. Junior's uh, Legacy, everybody. The See bad. Us then you can hang up right now. Turn it off. There's nothing else. Uh, the Bad Batch first made their appearance in the Clone Wars TV series uh, by Dave Filoni. Uh, I thought that the Bad Batch first uh, made an appearance when uh, my older brother uh, was conceived, uh, and then quickly. Dismissed. Yes, exactly that. That, <laughs> that, that, that was inspired for Lenny. Bam. Uh, but how much of the Clone Wars TV series have you watched? Like a half an episode. Okay. I watched the entire thing. Uh, so we're on the same ground here. Yeah, uh, pretty much. Uh, but the art style is the exact same as it is in the Clone Wars TV series. Just like I remembered it being. So as someone that watched half an episode, what do you think of it in general? Uh, in general, I thought it looked incredible. I thought it looked really, really good. The animation style was fantastic. Um, I thought the dialogue was not written for children necessarily, but it wasn't written not for children either. Yeah. Uh, it's all ages. Yeah. They, they can understand it, but I, I, don't, I don't think it was done dumped down for them at all. No, huh? Not, not even a little bit. Uh, I thought that you got a lot of fantastic fucking story, uh, especially from... Uh, the clone planet, uh, you got to see the same fucking characters that you got to see Obi-Wan confront. Uh, I fucking love the shit out of yeah. that. Uh, you got to see the real birth of the Empire uh, and um, one of the top lieutenants of the Empire as well. Yeah. Uh, well, uh, seeing him in, in animation form. And this is a period of Star Wars history that hasn't gotten a lot of media uh, coverage. It's been written about like in the books, uh, some, yeah. uh, but as far as like film and television, it hasn't seen much coverage. Uh, but so I enjoyed seeing that aspect of it. Uh, I enjoyed the characters a lot in the Clone Wars TV series. I was excited to see where they went from here. And we actually got a, a character from star Wars. Oh my God. I can't remember the name. Uh, rebels, star Wars rebels. Uh, yeah. We got to see a young Kanan Jared as a Padawan, uh, escaping basically, basically escaping Order sixty six. Caleb. Yes, uh, he's called Caleb, but I think he's Kanan Jared. He, he takes that name, but uh, they, they call him Caleb cool. in it. Uh, and we got to see uh, Freddie Prince Jr. Uh, reprise the role again. He played him throughout Star Wars Rebels, uh, so it's nice to see him come back to do the young version of him too. Oh, that's fucking cool! I didn't know that. That's a good. That's a good fun fact. And we got to hear more audio from Darth Sidious, which is great as well too. The Emperor. Um, I feel like we heard the same audio. Yeah, I, I think it's just a re-recording. Yeah. Uh, but and we got to see Finnick Shard, who is Ming Na Wen, who's in the Mandalorian. So we got to see a younger version of her as well, because this takes place before the Mandalorian. Who is that in the Mando? Uh, Ming Na Wen. Uh, you remember the person that's by the end, traveling with Boba. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Hunter, yeah. yeah. Phoenix Shard, yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah. Fucking cool. Yeah. Awesome. So, yeah, I love that they Didn't tie it in. That. And I believe, he might, I cannot remember, but I believe that Saw General uh, from Rogue One 
uh, played by Forth Whitaker, uh, will also be in the series as well, too. Oh, yeah. shit. Yeah, so I like that they flesh out characters that we know and have connections to in other media. In fact, Saw first appeared in the Clone Wars and then appeared in Rogue One and now is appearing again uh, in the Bad Batch. So I thought that was pretty clever. It's just and, smart writing. It's just good writing. Uh, can I say, D. Bradley Baker, he voices the Bad Batch. He voices Tech, uh, Crosshair, Wrecker, Echo, Hunter. He makes them still, even though they're all clones, and he voices the clones as well. They're He's, unique, yeah. Yes, yeah. And that is not an easy acting job at all, I feel like. No, there's only a few characters when I can 100% clock it as him. Also, spoilers for Star Wars The Bad Batch. Fucking nailed it, dude. And we're just talking about the first episode. Uh, like we mentioned, it came out on May the 4th. The second episode comes out the day this releases, I believe. Uh, I think it comes out on Fridays, maybe Saturdays. Uh, I think it's Fridays. I'm pretty sure. Uh, they're they're moving to Wednesdays for Loki. Uh, but this pilot was also 70 minutes long. Oh uh, so God, like a mini so movie. fucking long, yeah. But it wasn't slow or anything. Like, it was paced really well. No, I was kind of surprised by how quick yeah. I watched it. it. It didn't seem like it really held me up. Uh, yeah. So, knowing that you haven't watched The Clone Wars, what did you, how did you feel about the characters? I really enjoyed them. Um, I thought that they were all very fleshed out. I thought that they were all uh, very stereotypical of a certain character type. But they kind of just decided to throw... Uh, five very generic character types into the Star Wars universe, have them mesh together, here's a premise, and away we go. Um, you've got Hunter, who's the leader, very stereotypical leader. You've got Crosshair, the bad guy, uh, kind of the turncoat type guy. Uh, you've got Echo, the tech fucker. Um, and then Hunter, or not Hunter, what's the Wrecker? Wrecker, yeah. Yeah, the the big brutish dude. Yeah. You got you got a bunch of yeah. really stereotypical. But shows. I, I like that archetype for this, like sure, and it makes sense for the roles they play because they are clones that have had their genetics modified with a bit, which is why they're called the Bad Batch. Yep. Um, in general, like we kind of mentioned, overall steer, series opens with they open with Order sixty six. The Bad Batch doesn't comply because they don't have the same uh, genetics as the clones. They didn't get the order themselves. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and so it's basically about them pushing back against what the empire is becoming and it's forming. You could say that they're rebel rebels. Yeah. Which is basically what's piloted. They're just playing that song for 70 minutes. Uh, yeah. Alex, do you by chance know who sings the song rebel rebel? Never mind. Just kidding. You don't know any songs by that artist. Uh, yeah. It's Adam Sandler, the wedding singer. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I think it's a 10 episode series. I want to say. Sounds right. So, uh, and real quick backstory, it's Admiral Tarkin, who Matt mentioned earlier, uh, basically, towards the end, sends them on a mission to test their loyalty, which is where we end the first episode. Yeah, what do you think about, um, what do you think about where this series is going? Because we've got got the double cross by Crosshair. Yeah, Crosshair sucked anyways, so. I mean, you could see it coming a mile away, unless it was some kind of a... A very massive red herring. Uh, I like the addition of Omega, who plays a young female clone, uh, straight from New Zealand, uh, and I think she's she's that entryway for like have like younger kids enjoy the show. 
uh, or have like their gateway into it as well. I really want to take the YTD guest spot here. I think. I mean, he's in Star Wars the Universe, so he maybe he could appear again. He just uh, he was the guest judge on RuPaul's Drag Race Down Under. Oh, was he the really? First ever episode of that yeah. series. Very fun. Uh, was RuPaul in that episode? RuPaul was. Yeah, she does uh, both the Down Under and the UK herself. Wow. Taiko Y is actually not there. All of his stuff was pre-recorded, so it was. Oh, was it really? Not great. Uh, it, could, it, could have been, it could have been very good if it if yeah. it was actually there, but yeah, yeah, COVID and stuff. Sure. And movies. Anyways, let's get back to the topic at hand. Taiko Y Droids. <laughs> you said droids like that motherfucking meme does aliens. <laughs> droids. <laughs> Terrible soldiers. No wonder it's all about the clones. Okay. Yeah, for real. Uh, but for someone that didn't watch The Clone Wars. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. Does this show make you want to go back and watch The Clone Wars or does it make you want to continue on with this series? Uh, I would really rather go back and watch Clone Wars and Rebels before I watch the rest of the series. So if you're asking me if I'm going to keep watching this series, the answer is no. Okay. Because I feel like I want to watch the rest of that stuff first. Rebels takes place after this. Uh so it goes Clone Wars, okay, Bad Batch, okay, Rebels, okay, and then the new one uh, that takes place during the uh, Force Awakens era, okay, I remember, which is not a good one. And then, uh, and then we get uh, the Force Awakens from a snap. And then, <laughs> no, and then, <laughs> I'm not doing this. Um, okay. So, you will not continue watching the show because to watch nope. Clone Wars is too much of, of a commitment at yep. this point, which I think is like six or seven seasons yep. deep. Correct. I get that. It's a terrible choice because Clone Wars is an amazing TV show. I might watch it at some point. Clone Wars makes me really appreciate episodes one through three. Uh, if you email henchmanofcomics at gmail.com and tell us why I should continue to watch uh, this show and also tell me... Uh, why I need to watch Clone Wars? Uh, maybe I'll do it. And why you need to watch Peep Show? Uh, I disagree on that one. Clone, Clone okay. Wars first. So Clone Wars, Bad Batch, Rebels, and then Peep Show. With that being said, how would you rate this pilot episode? It was still a lot of fun. I'd still uh, give it about a seven. Uh, not my favorite thing I've ever seen, but it, it didn't have a lot of holes. Uh, the plot was pretty straightforward. You kind of see where it's going, but it wasn't in a bad way. Um, all the voices were fun. Seeing some characters that I've seen in, in film before was really great. Uh, what about you? What do you think of this? I'd give it an eight. Uh, I really enjoy Star Wars stories that aren't uh, Jedi-focused. I like the Bad Batch and the Clone Wars. And I like seeing a part of the Star Wars universe or the history of it that is new to me, like this era of the Star Wars so universe. you like this uh, better than the last two Star Wars films that you saw? Yes, 100%. Oh, gross. Not even close. Take that, Ryan Johnson and J.J. Abrams. Yeah. Ryan Johnson, I'm waiting for Brick 2. J.J. Abrams, I'm waiting for Alias the, the Revival. <laughs> or Felicity the Revival. I'll take the other one. <laughs> I had no idea he was involved in Felicity. That's yeah. amazing. Yeah, and it was fantastic. <laughs> Until she cut her fucking hair. No. Okay. She does have amazing hair. and That's, that's what made that moment so powerful. Uh, as always, <laughs> you can email us at henchmanofcomics at gmail.com. You can find us on various social media platforms. Like what? Um, Parlor. <laughs> uh, 
<laughs> it's really our only place. They do not seem receptive to our ideas at all. Um, but I feel like we're probably making some inroads. Oh. Um, Did you say inroads? Yeah, we're, I'm finally getting on like, hey guys. Oh, you mean I... You know it's a lot cooler. You know it's a lot cooler than falling for misinformation, disinformation. People talking about comic related stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, for the henchman of comics, I'm Alex Eshback. Next episode, we're talking about Jupiter's Legacy on Netflix. If you haven't, comes out on the seventh. Hey Matt, Matt, we already told him that. Okay. As always, for the henchman of comics, I'm Alex Eshback. Uh, Henchman ain't easy. I'm Jesus Christ, the superstar. (laughs) 